Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you're listening to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Rain Coleman. This issue covers Andy Mack. <laughs> All right, um, Andy Mack, Andy Mack, yeah. So this is where the related media comes in to the, uh, Carefree Black Nerd intro. Uh, I found out about this show. Uh, shit, at the time of this recording, it was probably a couple weeks ago. But um, Disney, uh, the Disney Channel has this new show entitled Andy Mac. It's about a 13 year old girl. She discovers some things that change her mm, her life entirely. Um, and you know what she knows is her personal identity um she has a lot of questions that come up about her life and and stuff i'm being vague mainly because i'm not sure um if anyone has at the time of this posting um is if anyone's read saw um heard about this show <clears throat> and there's a twist in the first episode that i don't want to spoil so um, I know there's that little two-week rule or whatever. Either way, I'm going to do my best to not spoil this um, for y'all. Okay, again, this is a Disney show. And I saw it come across my timeline uh, on Facebook, actually. And I didn't think... Like, I'm all for Disney shows. I'm all for kid shows. Like, I'm a big kid at heart. I absolutely love Withers at Ways of... <laughs> Withers of Waverly Place, Harry Potter, any, any and everything. Um, but it's been a while since I've come across a show, a kid's show, a children's show, live action, not cartoon, but a live show that has really kind of piqued my interest. Um, mainly because I'm not in those spaces to like have that available to me you know i don't watch things where those would be advertised or broadcasted but i'm so glad that i found this show one because andy mack is for those of you who don't know an asian lead she's an asian lead of this show um it's very much a disney show it's very campy it's very kind of cornyish, bright colors it's, but it's a wonderful show even as an adult i enjoyed the hell out of it um i bring that up because when I read the article about the show, uh, I was interested, and they kept focusing on a twist being at the end of the episode. I'm like, okay, I have to find a way to see this. But thankfully to, for me, the um, article that I read had the episode already in it. So um, that's good. I want to let me see. I think it says that this will be available on April seventh. But the first episode, um, March 10th, and right now it is well into March and I've seen it. But again, so I saw the first episode and I enjoyed it. And while I was watching it, I completely forgot to like look for the twist. I just thoroughly enjoyed the show. And um, 
once it hit, I predicted it, but I predicted it right before it happened. And so it was like, oh, shit, okay, I see what you're doing. And um, it's very good. Uh, the show itself, um, <laughs> I thought this was actually like Disney's take on um, Alex Mack. And speaking of Alex Mack, keep that name in your head for a little bit later on down the line. But um, I thought this was Disney's answer to Alex Mack, the show in the 90s where um, a girl got hit by some toxic waste. Uh, so she and her family moved to a new town. She possessed these mutant-like abilities. She could turn into a liquid, uh, had telekinesis, could breathe your mind. Like, it was a bunch of different stuff. Very cool show. Uh, and then with the show being called Andy Mack, I just knew that it was... There's a slight little ripoff, but and I would have enjoyed it either way because you have an Asian lead in this show. Um, but it wasn't that, and I was pleasantly surprised at what it was. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so um, this is a 13 episode show, which I guess is like the standard nowadays with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. I believe it is a lot of streaming services. Uh, and it's much easier to digest 13 solid episodes as opposed to 22 that's all over the place. But it's a 13-episode series led by a 13-year-old Asian actress. Um, her name is Peyton Elizabeth Lee. And when I tell you Peyton did her damn thing on this show, um, she's very much the... And I, there's a lot that I can't speak to because I'm not Asian. Um, if I mention or say... Anything that is offensive, problematic, or just flat out wrong, I beg of you, anyone listening who can correct me, please do so. Um, on Twitter, Carefree Blurred is my handle. Uh, my email, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Um, Instagram, carefreeblacknerd. Like, I, because I... I recognize that as much as I enjoyed this show and I enjoy other characters of different races, um, I don't have all of the um, lived-in experience to know that some things I say could be wrong. I don't expect that, but it didn't mean it could happen. So all that being said, she is um, an Asian girl, 12 years old at the start of the show, 13, halfway through it. Um, she deals with childhood things. <laughs> like she has two best friends, um, Cyrus, who's played by the actor Joshua Rush, and Buffy, uh, played by Sophia Wiley, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, this is a, Cyrus is a young white boy, and Buffy is a young black girl. And that, a lot of times, people's what I've seen, anyways, the argument has been, oh well, you don't have a lot of mixed races with friendships, and to have you know a white girl have a best friend that's a black girl or Asian girl that makes no sense, and yada yada yada. I've heard the arguments, and you know, to each his own. But I really appreciate um, Disney not relying on this being an all-white cast or this being primarily, um, let's say, populated just by. Very light-skinned faces. Buffy is her black best friend. That's the girl. And Cyrus is her white best friend. That's the boy. Now, I've only seen the first episode at the time of this recording. So I don't know anything past them just being her best friends. But I get the feeling that Cyrus may like her a little bit more than just a friend. But I, I'm not sure. But it gives me that iCarly vibe with the three best friends or even like any 
young preteen tween teenage drama where you have the solid three best friends that's what this show gives me but it focused like they they came in did their thing had the little one-liners and were in and out but the focus has been on um andy and her mother who is um an asian woman cecilia mack Played by Lauren Tom. Um, I'm not familiar with her, but she. Oh, this woman is beautiful. I don't want to age her. I'll say I would assume she's maybe in her late 40s to maybe mid 50s. I'm not sure. I only bring it up because this woman is. She is so beautiful. <laughs> like you know, let me pull up and <laughs> not uh, gush over her too much. But I. It's very rarely that I've seen. Um, women of color well for me i've seen black women and women of color um in like the movies i saw growing up but i haven't seen asian women being represented in in cinema and film and tv as much as i've seen white women and other races and so for me to see her it's like oh my god this is a beautiful woman not that i didn't think asian women could be beautiful but i digress she's stunning um and she has this very she has this air about her where it's just like um She's supposed to be presented as the strict mom. Um, she doesn't say much initially. She does a lot of acting with her eyes and with her facial expressions. And I live for it because she's so freaking shady. Oh, my God. So the show opens and he gets her little uh, uh, motorcycle bike or whatever. Um, and then I'm looking at it like, what the hell? This girl, not knowing her age, is she like 7, 12? How old is she? She shows up to her friends with the motorcycle bike or the moped they're excited and one thing i found that was really funny is that the scenes where they have andy riding around the city and they do the wide shot where you can see her on her bike that is clearly an adult <laughs> adult lady on this bike but it, they do it quickly enough where i know kids probably don't notice but i thought that was so funny um so she talks with her friends and, you know, they're doing their little banter. She's like, well, I'm 13 now. Now I can finally rebel. I don't have to. I'm tired of hearing no and this, that, and the third. And when I watched it, I was like, okay, I remember that. I remember being a kid. And it seemed like, and it may not have been that way, but it seemed like every time I wanted something or I wanted to do something or something was going on, the answer was always no. And how frustrating that was being told no and I want to go to a party I want to have some candy I want to buy a new toy I want a comic book I want to stay at my friend's house all I'm getting is no probably for legitimate reasons from the adult point of view but I just ugh, it was like a kick in the head so um that being said I was all in right away and to see this young girl and to see her not representing how I've seen the few representations of Asians that I've seen in movies and TV shows where you're the quiet quirky friend or you're the book mouse or the teacher's pet or the nerd like it's it was refreshing for me to see a different depiction of an asian character and then for her to be a girl she has very short hair i want to say it's called a pixie cut i'm not entirely sure i just know it's really short and i you don't at least i haven't seen outside of like jubilee in the comics i haven't seen an asian girl with short hair i've seen them all look a certain way uh, a bob, maybe shoulder length hair, glasses, sometimes not glasses, sweaters, little school girl uniforms, like with the button up and the plaid. And like, I was just seeing one particular depiction over and over. And so seeing her was like, okay, I'm, I'm excited for seeing something new, but I'm thinking about all the Asian girls 
who are young and they are watching this show because they love Disney Channel. You know, um, this show was created by Terry McKinsky, Minsky, Minsky, M-I-N-S-K-Y, who created Lizzie McGuire. I'm of the Lizzie McGuire, even Stevens age of Disney. I enjoy both of those shows. And um, I know there were some black best friends and tokens thrown in there. But just to think that if those shows had such a great impact on me and no one really looked like me on those shows, what is this going to do for a lot of young Asian girls? And just... I mean, even young boys who don't see young Asian boys who don't see representation on screen. Um, that is actually my one gripe about the show is that for all its Asian leads, they're all ladies. Um, and I looked at the IMBD and I don't see in the 13 episodes any Asian males popping up anytime soon, like at all this season. And that kind of frustrates me because it's like, OK. Andy's kind of love interest crush is a young white boy, a little cute little white boy, just like Cyrus. And I honestly, not even to be funny, I couldn't tell him apart from Cyrus. They both were just young white boys with dark hair. Um, and I was like, shit, well, this is a missed opportunity. Why couldn't there be some cute little Asian boy who she was attracted to or had a crush on or, you know, but <clears throat> I forced myself to overlook that because one, it's a kid show, but not really because hell, she got a... She has a white boy she's interested in. Whatever. Um, her big sister comes to town who, again, they present this as she's kind of the fuck up or the screw up. She's the older sister who she wears a leather jacket. She rides a motorcycle. She has like kind of messy hair and, you know, she's a grunge type girl. And I was like, OK, I'm here for this. I like this, this contrast of the two. By this time, we hadn't met the mom when the mom eventually showed up. The shade, the unadulterated shade that she threw at the big sister who, um, her name is Bex on the show. She's played by Lillian Bowden. When I tell you, I was, I don't know. <laughs> I laughed because, uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's shady. So fast forward through the show. Um, we get a lot of interaction between Bex and little sister Andy. And, you know, she sets her up on uh, her birthday gift is a kind of a date, sort of not a date, but a frisbee lesson by the boy she likes. It's just cute. The whole the way it plays out is very campy. It's very much um, Disney, but it's these new faces that look nothing like what it was back in the day. And I, I really I love that. And I love the way they dress like they're so and I hope that I don't sound <laughs> like just so out of touch. But these representations of Asian women are something that they're not sexualized. Andy's able to be a young girl who's just having young problems, boys, um, friends, rebelling against parents, um, annoying big sisters, things like that. And then her older sister, Bex, though she's older, she's not sexualized either. She's just a, a young 20 something who had, doesn't have her life together. And that is, not something again that you really see when you see Asian characters. You're always given this model minority kind of sheen thrown onto a lot of different characters. Even when I was watching Shameless and the um I forget her name, forgive me, the Asian character who is the girlfriend of uh what's the boy name who went off to MIT, um or something, hell. Help me out here, y'all. <laughs> well, she's the college girlfriend of um, of the, the oldest brother. And, um, 
you know, they have their little sexy time and they have their arguing and drama and whatever, but it's always under this guise of just Asian with whiteness. Because even her family, she's adopted into her family, and there she is, um, she, I don't know, it's just, let me not go down that road. I'd say all that to say that even in that more adult show, there's still this otherness of this Asian character. Um, but back to Andy Mack. Um, this show, if it had superpowers in it, if it comes along later on down the line, I'd be fine with it. It probably won't because it's more of a coming-of-age story. And I've never seen a coming-of-age story with an Asian lead, male or female. Um, and I'm, I'm here for it. There, um, there is a box that is kind of at the center of this story and that's where a lot of the um a lot of the issues and changes and drama happens uh again i'm i'm trying my best not to spoil what happens in the show but speaking generally i enjoyed the show i enjoyed the first episode the cast was amazing um it I can see this being a big hit. I can see myself if the rest of the show, the rest of the twelve episodes are at the same tone of this first one, I'm all in. Um I'd love to of course see more of her black best friend and the little guy Cyrus. I'd like to see more interaction there. Um I would love it if there was an Asian male in this show, be it a guy or uh, excuse me, be it an older guy for Bex, a younger guy for Andy, or just a friend that comes along. Because um, Andy's father, um, Cecilia Mack's husband, Hal, is a white guy. And he played his part well. He did a very good job. I enjoyed him in the show. But I just, in the back of my head, I kept thinking, how great would this have been if Hal was Asian, half Asian? Something like give me <laughs> that would be amazing, or even just a man of color, you know, Hispanic, um, black. Like, I, just, I don't know, that's just me and my gripes with it. All in all, this is a very good show. Um, a child show, of course, but very, very adult friendly. <laughs> um, I don't think you would suffer through it just because it's it's bright, it's campy, it's fun. A lot of the dialogue is kind of corny, but. I get a sense that Asian, that Andy is a real teenage girl. This is not some overly adult speaking and acting child. This is a girl who's just trying to exist and dealing with a bunch of stuff that rains down on her unexpectedly. And, you know, how often does that happen to adults alone? Like, it, and a lot of times I think people, um, when kids or teenagers or young people, have issues and have problems and have heartaches. It's always, oh, that's puppy love, or oh, you don't you don't know what trouble is, or oh, all you gotta do is go to school and and do well. All you all you gotta do is this. All you gotta do is that. And it's like you're minimizing the feelings that these humans have. These aren't props. They aren't just um, lifeless beings. These are kids. So yeah, at seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, a heartache is still a heartache. It's all you know. Um, all you have to do is go to school and do well. Well, that's their only job. So, yeah, that is kind of hard. We have to go to work and pay bills and, you know, utilities and health insurance and, you know, take care of kids and X, Y, and Z. And, yes, that's hard on us as adults. But I think this – all in all, I like this show. And I, I want – um hopefully by the time this episode goes up, 
um, there will be more ish, more um, more episodes out. And I need to see if I can't watch these online because I doubt I'm going to be able to sit down at the time it airs and watch it. But Andy Mack is a go for me. Um, I recommend any and everyone to get on it and check this show out. It's um, yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> I hate to sound redundant, but that is what it is. Andy Mack is an awesome show. Um, let's see the <clears throat> excuse me again. This show um, was created by the creator uh, of Lizzie McGuire. Let's see what else have I found on this and. Oh, um, this is, might be a big deal to someone, not really to me, because I don't know. I don't care, but I think the singer, what did it say? The, the girl who sings the theme song, I think she's from another another Disney show. I can't find it. I just added Jesus. Um, my apologies, y'all. I, if I can find it again, I'll just put this in the show notes. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, Sabrina Carpenter. She's a Disney darling, they say. I don't know what show she's from. Forgive me for not knowing. But she performs the Andy Mac theme song, Tomorrow Starts Today, which is a pretty cool song. The, another thing is, I remember watching this episode and something like a, a song came on, like part of the, the score. The, I think it was like a, mon, a, uh, a montage scene. That music was so weird that <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it was so weird. Like, it didn't fit. It was, if this makes any sense, it was clunky. Like, the music, I was already kind of fighting to be into the show. Like, I had to get past all of the corny, campy childishness. But once I got into it, I was into it. But once that music came <laughs> that pulled me right the heck out. Um, but yeah, so anybody who's familiar with Miss Sabrina Carpenter, good luck, good news for you. She performs Tomorrow Starts Today. Uh, and all in all, this is a really good show. Like she, And then she's visibly Asian. And I say that, and I hope this isn't problematic. Um, because I know there were critiques or criticisms about um homegirl who is on agents of shield because she is asian and she chloe something she um i remember seeing someone talk about how there's not a lot of asian led shows and something and she was on the list and they were saying you know don't erase her asianness because she something and forgive me for not having this already written down but again I hope this doesn't sound problematic but Andy Mack looks like an Asian girl not that she would be any less Asian if she had more European features because I'm not sure if, like one of her parents is white but she looks Asian She's, she reads as Asian to me and um, her mother Cecilia definitely does but her being so young and so light and being a young child, so she's, you know, just ambiguous. She looks like every other kid, you know, running around here. Um, but she looks very Asian. So, again, I'm kind of treading lightly because I don't, I'm hoping I'm not saying anything problematic or wrong. All in all, Andy Mac is a good show. Get into it. Uh, only 13 episodes. I would say watch it. I don't know if 
the views, which they normally do, but I don't know if the views matter on getting a second season, considering this is a Disney property. And with things like Disney and like, you pretty much can, I don't know, put some sinking water on the screen and you'll have a hit and it'll keep going. So I don't know. Um, I would suggest everyone watch it and find out whatever ways we can get a season two because this right here that twist in the first episode although it's a kid's show was so real and like i said i predicted it but i predicted it right before it was um revealed and that was one of those scenes that kicked me right in the chest i was like whoa i was not expecting that and disney did a really good job at setting up a lot of different relationships and the status quo just to kick you in the groin and switch stuff around like on a dime no oh it was so good so again um i don't know <laughs> andy mack get into it <laughs> so um yeah this has been this latest installment of carefree black nerd podcast you know let's keep this conversation going whenever you watch andy mack um let's discuss it because I, I want someone else's take on it i don't want to just be shouting into the ether and only know my own thoughts. Um, I think it's worth a watch. It's only like 22 minutes. So, you know, it's not going to be hard to get through. So hit me up. Um, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Twitter, carefreeblurred. That's probably the fastest way to get in touch with me. Um, Instagram and Tumblr, carefreeblacknerd. And um, shoot, let's... Let's let's get it going. If you know of any other um, Asian characters or Asian-led shows, let me know because there may be some out there. And I'm just I just don't I just don't know, and I'd like to. Um, I don't want to just focus on black and white and the lack of black characters. I'd like to you know get into other people of color and because I know there's like Into the Badlands, um, Fresh Off the Boat. Mm, I feel like I'm missing something else that I know of. Um, I enjoy Andy Mack because it's a kid show. I don't think any kids need to be sitting up watching Into the Badlands. Um, but yeah, but so hit me up. Keep the conversation going. I'm always open for conversation. I'm always open for dialogue. Um, don't hesitate to hit me up. So meet me back again here next time for the next installment of Carefree Black Nerd. Until then, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Nest that. Oh.